Welcome to the Worthy Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Emily, and I'm here to teach spiritually curious women like you how to stop people pleasing, how to gain massive self-worth and confidence, and how to reclaim your feminine power so that you can experience more love, more freedom, and more abundance in your life, and most importantly, how to live as your most worthy, authentic self. On this podcast, I'll be giving you my best teachings, trainings, and wisdom so that you can take action towards creating your dream life and showing up as the worthy woman that you are. Welcome back to the Worthy Woman Podcast. I have a very special guest with me here who happens to be one of my best friends. And this woman has graced my life in so many beautiful ways. And we met not too long ago. I talk about friendship a lot on this podcast. And I'm basically just bringing all my friends on (laughs) to show you guys what's possible. That you can have authentic, loving, genuine friendships and relationships with women who truly see you and love you and support you. And it feels so beautiful and nurturing and loving. So we have Brittley Williams sitting across from me here on Zoom. And today we're really going to talk about authenticity and God and have a conversation with each other about what's present for us on our hearts. Britley is in the middle of a huge up level right now in her life. And I would love for you to just get a taste of like what she's experiencing and how she's leading herself through it because she is leading herself through it with so much grace and it's such a beautiful thing to witness as her friend. So Brittley, I would love for you to introduce yourself to our podcast listeners. Uh, Hi to every beautiful soul that is in the energy of Melissa and here with us today. I want you to know that we are here with you. Like we want you to be a part of this conversation, this conversation is for you as much as it is for us and uh, just a name like in the in the spirit of God and in divine appointments and creation I met Melissa and six months later was in her wedding <laughs> <laughs> my favorite story in the world because time is an illusion right like you the connection that you can have to another soul in their heart in this lifetime can be quantum leaped over over everything else so quickly and so just what a beautiful thing to name of of how our connection and bond has grown and how we've walked alongside each other in every season in such a short amount of time and created this everlasting bond and and that is what she wants and I want for everybody listening so thank you for saying that babe I love you with my whole heart so authentically so real so I love you and this conversation is gonna be two friends I think we're like going back and forth less interview style and more just naming what's alive and yeah a little bit about me um i moved to denver two years ago i uprooted my life i left an engagement and a puppy and a house and all the things and moved to denver quit a pharmaceutical job and a real estate job of seven years to pursue the passion of healing um that was sparked in my heart um I had an eating disorder and I found somatic healing through that. I found breath work, which allowed me to connect to my mind and to my body and just turned my life upside down. And since then, it's been a whirlwind um, of emotions. It's been exciting and liberating and terrifying. And it's required me to break free of limiting beliefs and man-made security, (laughs) money. Um, So many stories have had to be deconstructed for me to find myself here in front of one of my best friends of this lifetime today in a space of underlying peace, mm-hmm. um, making a little less money right now than I've ever made in my entire life, but having more peace and more certainty in where I'm at and my purpose than ever before. Ooh, beautiful. Thank you for sharing. I love the way that you summarized all of that, by the way. That was, you know, it's so interesting to like hear it from you as as you and I have grown closer in our friendship, but to hear it in like such a short amount of time, that summary of your story and realize like the profound shift that you have experienced and that leap of faith that you took to 
a better life and to a more authentic life. So I know I, I'm inspired right now too, even though I've heard that story in many, many iterations, but like truly, if you're listening, it's, she's just living proof that you can literally change your life in the best way possible. She's walking, living proof and like you can do it and you just have to trust. (laughs) So, wow. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm like so moved right now. (laughs) Well, you know, what comes up for me is like the difference between me and you listening, the one if you're feeling stuck or, or like, wow, how did she do that? And I don't even know what to start. I don't even know if anything's wrong, right? If there's a disconnect from your need, the only difference is not that I'm ahead or that I know more or more aware. It's that I'm so fiercely devoted to the best life possible, the, this life of enlightenment, which is just know, knowing and finding wholeness in me rather than anything outside of me and bringing along as many women as possible along the way. Like that's that's it. Mm. That's, that doesn't make me better. That doesn't make me ahead. Mm. It doesn't make you worse. It doesn't make you ahead. Nobody's in hierarchy here. It's just the devotion, mm-hmm. the, res- the relentlessness and the resiliency to find peace in my body and ripply ripple effect peace onto this world that's I have to do that yeah there's no other choice like that is is what has to happen and you've devoted to that as well and I think anyone who's watched and walked alongside you in your journey can see that it, it was not beautiful it was not pretty it wasn't even fun at times but you're devoted yeah it was the devotion yeah yeah devotion and like faith it's almost like I can imagine there's this like string or this pull from in my body that's like it can go it can get better. There's more. And it's not from this like consumerism place of like more 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 I'm not enough. It's like it's like deepening. It's like pulling me into this journey. This like the way that I've heard it described before that I love is like The universe, God, whatever you want to call it, is laying out this path for you, this beautiful timeline, like this highest timeline for you, and you just get to walk through it. And there's this calling, right? Like this calling on our heart that's like, it gets to be so much more amazing and beautiful and wonderful. Even if you don't even know what that is, it exists for you (laughs) and you get to do it you get to experience that I tell my clients all the time it is it's there's a path that's been paved perfectly for you and there's some hills and there's some bumps and you go through some forests and out right but you are not like made to get on your hands and knees and pave the path your job is just to walk it in faith yeah, yeah. with as much grace as possible and we find ourselves on our knees yeah paving the path trying to construct making it really hard on ourselves when we really get to take one step in front of the other and it gets to be that easy, but we have such a hard time believing it. Yeah. Because we've been in, just engraved and engulfed in this emotion of having to make it hard and hustle and earn our keep and earn our stay and earn our relationships. We don't have to earn anything. We're completely innately worthy as is. Like that, that's how we were constructed and made. We just have to remember that and, and walk one foot in front of the other. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And even to take it further, we were just talking about this before we were pressing record, but like it can also be so effortless and easy. And I'm not saying that it's always going to feel this way, but like there's this river of life as well that we're all on and we can be paddling upstream and fighting the current and trying to have a hard time. And like, I've spent so much of my life doing that and wondering why it's not working, why I'm not where I'm supposed to be yet. And it's because I'm facing the wrong direction. (laughs) And all we need to do is take our hands off the oars and like, think that we have control. We do have control, but we also, we have free will, but we also like, we're not, it's not our responsibility to try and lay out the path. It's not our responsibility to like direct where the river is going we just get to flow on that river which is what we were just talking about and how much more relaxing and easy is that like how relieving is that 
Oh, I love, I love, I could talk about a river analogy all day long. I always think about the, the way that a river will flow in a current and then it will kind of come to a standstill before it starts to flow again, right? And on the top of the river, it doesn't look like anything's moving. Mm. The water looks still, but there's always an underlying current. Like it's always carrying you in the direction. Yes. Even when you feel like you're floating or you feel like you're stuck, it's still moving, right? And no matter how a river twists and turns, wherever it goes, it nourishes everything along the way. It gives life to everything along the way. And then it, it pours at the end into this beautiful body of water, which is our surface, which is our immense amount of love and it just recycles and does it again and over and over and over and it never worries about the direction it's going right mm-hmm. it never fears that it's going to run out of spaces to go or that it's not going to make it or that it's going to go off course it just is mm-hmm. it just flows and it has this masculine container around it but then within it its femininity is just to flow and to move and to trust and to be mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of what we're expected to do in this lifetime too is like this this masculine holding in the safety and security of our god and within that we have permission to flow and to change course and mm-hmm. and to make it as easier as difficult on ourselves as we desire truly totally mm. i love that so tell me about your relationship with god that was one thing that you mentioned that has been really present for you in the past seasons of your life. So I'm curious, I'm just curious, like what, what is that relationship with you and God? Yeah. I love this question. I grew up in Utah and I was the only Catholic girl in my school. (laughs) I go to Catholic church with my grandma. Everyone else was Mormon. And then when I moved to Austin at a young age, my parents weren't real keen on church. We'd go maybe during Christmas and during Easter. And the further away that I got from God in my relationship, the more chaotic my life seemed to be. In fact, I had one of the hardest high school experiences that you can name. Everything went wrong from from um, starting things too young, being exposed to things too young, being humiliated, having pictures sent around about me. Um, rumors, heartache, heartbreak, backstabbing, betrayal, all the things, right? Um, A lot of self-inflicted pain as well and suffering, a lot of drama. Um, And I was so far, I was so far disconnected. And I was in this 3D reality of just everything was against me and everything was hard. No one liked me. and, And it was in my freshman year of college, 18 years old, a friend of mine brought me to church. And it was a non-denominational, and it was actually in our high school. So first of all, stepping back into my high school after I'd graduated and I was in college didn't feel so good because I was like, this place sucks. (laughs) I hate this place, right? All the emotions were still there, all the memories in the hallways, all the horrible things that I experienced were there. And so to go back into it every Sunday to try to find God's peace was difficult for me at first. Mm -hmm. But eventually I did. I thought, wow, if I can find peace here, I can find peace anywhere, right? And so I started to really, really slowly open up my heart again to this potential relationship with God. And when I moved to Denver, I didn't know a single soul. I had a certain amount in my savings and no plan. And that was really unlike me because I was a straight A student. I'm super rigid. I have this false sense of control, or I did for a really long time. So when I moved here, and there was no controlling anything but faith and God, I was I was not forced, but I was pushed into this relationship of I either make this really hard and suffer or I completely trust and surrender. And what he showed me was unimaginable. He led me directly to your doorstep, directly to every situation like that I can't even make up, right? Like a, a woman calling me and telling me that her house was furnished and I could live in it. And then uh, the breathwork company that I fell in love with and started me on my journey asking me to work for it. And then to two best friends who held me and made me feel at home in a matter of weeks. And I just was so grateful. The first time that I ever just completely opened up, he led me to things that I could not have ever created on my own. And from there, I decided I was devoted to furthering this relationship. And I went in and out and I moved closer and further. And for the first time in my life, I'm in such a space where I consider him in every decision Mm -hmm. and I feel him in co-creation with me. And nothing is that scary it's crazy Melissa it's like 
the resting position and the underlying peace that I feel in everything. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm switching careers. I'm making, you know, a little amount of money, which has been my security for so long. I've been self-sufficient financially on my own since I was 15, but I, I feel peace. I know that I'm walking his purpose and his path and that it's all his. I'm just borrowing it here in this lifetime. And it's, it's just an extension of me as I am him. And it feels like I am filled with peace above all. And it's the most amazing place to be. And it really started with my, I keep saying the word devotion, but it's, and you, it's your word of the year, but it's devotion. Waking up every morning and thanking him and being in his presence and gratitude and his word before my own, before I roll over and consume the noise of this world and tap into other people's experiences and perceive others through my lens, I ask him to guide me and change my heart. One prayer that I prayed every day for, I think a year was enter my heart and make it your home, enter my heart and make it your home. Like God, enter my heart, change it, transform it and make it your home. And I can't explain how that prayer changed everything because my heart has changed. Mm. On a cellular level, my heart and how it feels and how open it is and how it allows receptivity has completely changed. And it's not anything that I could have done. It's everything credited to him. (laughs) I am tearing up. That's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. When God is residing in your heart that is guiding the way, like this filter of God, this filter of divinity in every moment. Oh my God. I like, I'm even at a loss for words. That's so beautiful, Britley. Wow. Even that, I feel like he's speaking through me. Like, I don't even yeah. need credit for that. That's yeah. his experience. Yeah. I have the word to tell a stay tattooed on my side, and it's the Greek word for it is finished. I never talk about this. Ooh. It's Greek for it is finished, and it's the last thing Jesus said when he was pinned to a cross, dying for our sins in the most brutal way possible. And it is finished means to me, like, it is already done. He has yeah. already taken your pain and your suffering. He has already removed the burdens of your heart. He has already died in the most brutal way, and he had peace while doing it. Mm-hmm. It says in the Bible, Jesus moved forward with joy. Like he was thrilled at the idea of removing your pain and suffering through his will, and it's done. Yeah. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I. I, I don't, I can't, like, I can't speak. <laughs> I'm having an experience like we're at church. Oh, oh my God. It's so funny because you asked me, you're like, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, man, the only thing coming up is God. You know, I talk about so many things and we, you talk about people pleasing and we're, we're experts, quote unquote, in these areas or we're, and I was like, it's God. I just think he needs a space yeah. today. You and I have the same coach, Tanine, and Shout out to Tanine. She's awesome. Shout I love you. And um, yeah, I, the past couple of months, a few months ago, you and I, Britley, went to church. You took me to church. And what was that event called again? Do you remember? No, I don't remember, but it was all women. It, it was, was like a woman. women. Yeah, it was, it was life-changing. I remember like having, I've had so many experiences where I've reconnected to God within the last year of my life. Um, One that took me to my knees when I was in one of the most intense pains of my life, like deepest shame and the deepest, deepest struggle. And I met God there. Like I felt God in my heart. I felt God in my every fiber of my being. So when I went to this church event with you, I had a very, it was like an anchoring into that. And it was, it was just so beautiful. And then I remember calling Tanine and talking with her about my experience of that. And she was like, Melissa, God isn't separate from you. You are God incarnated. You are source expressing itself. And I've heard that millions of times. Like we were just talking earlier about how we can hear something, a message over and over and over again. And then it finds finally lands in the moment that you're meant to understand and know fully. And I've been seeing that message repeat itself in so many different ways since that moment. It's not necessarily like I am a vessel for God. I mean, I feel like 
we are all vessels for God, but we are also being illuminated and moved and expressed through this divine presence. The rays that come off the sun are not separate from the sun. We are not separate from him. He is our source of energy and we are the extensions. So when we look at him in this authority, that's the only time that we get a little imposterous to pray to him, right? We're like, ooh, I haven't been so great. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear about my stuff or no way I'm as important as so-and-so. And that's the only time is in that separation or that break where we don't believe that he's always in us, working through us, moving through us. And oftentimes it comes from a disconnect from either our mind and body or our body or soul or our soul or our mind, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's somewhere in our triad that there's a rupture of disconnect because when we are in flow and in those three pillars really connected is when we feel his vibrance and we feel energized. Yeah. And, and so that's why I do this work alongside my faith is like, you first have to feel whole through him and through yourself before you can feel anything external. Right. Like you get a million dollars and you're still miserable. And we we hear this all the time. Like, how can you feel so complete and whole within you that Mm -hmm. there's nothing outside of yourself that you need then? Yeah. And then you really get to experience life. Yes. Yeah. You tap into that inner source that's always within you. And we've been gifted with free will where we get to choose to tap into that or we get to choose to see through the lens of fear and lack and scarcity And looking to everything outside of ourselves to fill this, to fill ourselves. But when we realize that we are already whole and we have access to an infinite source of love, of power, of freedom, of security, of everything that we could ever want, like then life just gets to be a playground (laughs) and it gets to be so fun. So fun. And something I mentioned to you before we started that's been so impactful for me is the way that we as humans externalize stress and anxiety, like as if it is a factor or a byproduct of our external environment, our our financial situation, Ooh. our relationship situation, yeah. the traffic jam that we're in, like all these things that equate to stress, but stress is formed first in the body. Mm-hmm. I love so, this. Let's go so there. The more, yeah, this is so juicy. So Truly, this is the truth. This is scientifically proven, all the things. So it's actually the more unprocessed emotion we have in the body. Say it's fear. Say we have so much fear, 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 and we don't fully process and deal with the fear and it lives in the body, the scarier our external environment becomes. The more shame and guilt that's unprocessed, stored, stuck in the body, the more tempting everything becomes. Mm -hmm. Right. So the more that we are experiencing in our body, the more we are going to perceive out in that world around us and the more we're going to call in and manifest those things closer to us. It's so important that we allow three things in. And the first one is safety. We have to begin to create safety in the body, not in the financial situation, not in the codependent relationship, not in the job and promotion, because all of these things are man-made they could leave tomorrow if you went to your bank today and asked them to withdraw it all. They'd say, we need seven to 10 business days. We don't even have it, mm. right? So this illusion of control and safety outside of ourselves, we have to start to deconstruct and come home. The second thing is that emotional inclusion. We have to allow ourselves to feel and process what's here and alive right now. We cannot pick and choose the bliss and happiness because if we're on an emotional spectrum and we're like only feeling a, a little bit of fear and guilt and then a little bit like we only get to stay in this window but the more pain and suffering we can process then we are liberated into the fullest form of bliss happiness and gratitude Ooh, i've never heard it explained that way you know I love like, that. If, like if, if you're numb you're like toggling between like if you can see me in video like here and here mm. when the emotional spectrum is here mm. and like like allow yourself to go because that's a human experience god mm. created feelings he wants you to feel mm-hmm. he wants you to to process that yeah. and then the third thing is the like observation versus identification like observing ourselves and and our emotions without judgment and with curiosity rather than just identifying mm-hmm. you love uh, let's talk about this i am statements yeah i love something this. that you have helped me change a thousand percent and call me out on and have brought more to my awareness than any other human in my life oh thank you yay yeah. I'm so, so happy. on this theme like Tell us about I am statements and how much significance they hold. Yeah. Well, I feel like this conversation is just reminding me of this book, um, The Secrets to the Power 
of Intention by Dr. Wayne Dyer, who is like my spiritual grandfather, I always say. (laughs) So if you want to go deeper in all this, definitely read that book or listen to it on Audible. It's so good. But yeah, he talks about this too. Like when you say the words, I am, and specifically, I want to back up a second, say that what I've been learning recently and just embodying recently is that everything in life is a story and there is no story more important than, than the story that we tell ourselves. And so the words I am are so powerful. They're so powerful because your story that you're writing about yourself is the reality that you're creating. And so when you say I am, you are saying this is who I am. And then everything has to be a result of that. So if you're saying I'm so messy, I'm a mess, I'm, I have ADD, it's not I am, but you know what I mean. I have so many people blame things on ADD and I'm like, you got to fucking stop (laughs) because it's not who you are. It's not your identity. And so, yeah, it's really important to speak what you intend to create into the world and who you intend to be. Because if you continue to say, I am not enough, I am stupid, I am messy, this is just the way that I am. I was even driving today and listening to a podcast and someone was talking about emotions and I was like, yeah, I'm, I am super emotional. That was my inner dialogue. And I was like, whoa, that's the story that I've been telling myself my entire life. And yes, it's it's true, but is that the story that I want to continue living? Like I literally, last year, I decided I wanted to start weightlifting in May. I was like, I'm ready to start weightlifting. I was resisting it for so long because I was afraid of losing the person that I once was and stepping into this version of me who was now a weightlifter and all of the excuses that I was holding on to and all of the fear of being judged and this holding on to this reality that was keeping me stuck and dim and a little powerless, I had this desire to start to really know myself as the strongest version of me, emotionally, physically, mentally. And I was being called to weightlift and I didn't want to do it from a place of, I want to look a certain way. I wanted to do it from a place of, this is something that I am being called to do and it's going to make me a better person. And as a result, I'm going to get like the hottest body that I've ever had in my entire life. And I'm going to feel amazing. And I deserve to feel that way. So I literally had to become the kind of person that weightlifted. I literally had to shift my identity and say, instead of saying, I'm just the kind of person that just stretches at home and does yoga here and there. And, you know, I'm not, not committing to this Pilates subscription, online subscription that I signed up to. Like I was making so many excuses and I finally made the decision and I was like, I am joining a gym. And I am transforming myself into the person that lifts weights. And it was the most empowering thing that I've ever done for myself. It was scary when I would walk into the gym. I'm like, oh my God, everyone's staring at me. No one's staring at you. I mean, if they are, whatever. But people are so self-absorbed that it really doesn't matter. (laughs) And I just figured it out. I was so intimidated by like all the machines and stuff. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm a weightlifter. Like I... This is who I am now. Oh my gosh. I got like, just like, I did a little dance halfway through. I was like, <laughs> it's so good. I love talking about identity too. Yeah. Because so many times it's, it's, we're either in fear or faith, ego or love, lack or abundance, right? Like we can't actually exist in two frequencies at once. We can shift out in and out of them rather quickly, but we can't exist in them at the same time. So something that I've been asking myself lately is it, am I a woman of commitment or convenience? Am I committed or am Mm. I going to do what's convenient? And identity is so beautiful because there's a story about a man that goes to the gym for five minutes for a year. Oh yeah. I've heard this one. One year. 
he lost a hundred pounds. Yeah. And then by, you know, the end of that 365 days, they say, what have you learned? He goes, I am a person that goes to the gym. <laughs> Who knew, you know? And it's like inspired action matched with this, this intention and devotion to the person you're stepping into can, will, will change your life. And I think this whole, like, who's the person you have to become? Who do you have to become? Who do you have to become is such a beautiful question. But I think more importantly is who do you get to be? Yeah. Because you already have it within you and entirely to be that person and show up as that person today. So instead of I'm becoming, I'm committed to, like, I am healthy. I am this person. And that's where the mind and body connection becomes so pertinent because you can think you're a millionaire and the body's like, We've never broke six figures, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like the coherence isn't there. There's a rupture. So it's, it's the intention. It's the, the claiming of who you are and who you're stepping into and then getting the body on board to believe it, which means uprooting, limiting beliefs and things that don't believe it. Uh, um, like bringing to awareness, the conditioning, like you said of, gosh, if I go to the gym, everyone's going to look at me and then I'm going to be a crazy weightlifter and I'm going to get that eating disorder again. And I'm gonna get, like, that's the story, 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 story. And if you live in fear, then you're certainly not living in faith. Mm-hmm. If you're living in convenience. There's no way for you to be committed. Right. And so it's like choosing at that crossroads, bringing the awareness there and then t- like going right, going towards yeah. commitment, faith, abundance, and connecting and, and knowing that the body isn't there yet and we get to be so graceful there and, yeah. and slowly show it what's possible through our action, mm. you know? Mm. I love that. Oh my gosh, there's like so many juicy bits in what you just said. Yeah, and I love that. I love that you and I have such similar messages. Like the essence of what we teach to women is very similar and we just have different flavors of how we have been living it and embodying it and like to what we desire to teach on. But I love that. Like what was coming through to me too, about like becoming this version of yourself. I wrote a post on that recently. I did like a reintroduction on my Instagram saying like, I wanted to be this version of me and I was so impatient to get there. And I was like, why isn't it working? I'm doing everything in the book and I'm not there yet. And it's because I was putting this version of me on this pedestal and idolizing this, like, when I get there, then I'll be happy. When this happens, then I'll feel whole and complete. And it's actually the other way around is we have to realize that we are already whole and complete within ourselves. We already have what it takes within us. And we, time doesn't even exist. Like, we get to jump onto these timelines that are laid out for us with our free will. The seed of me being a weightlifter was always within me. I just had to take that action with my free will and be like, and embody it. I feel like you and I are shifting timelines like so rapidly. You specifically have experienced such a radical transformation in like your external external world and your internal world of like moving and leaving a relationship. And I'm curious, besides your relationship with God, which has been like the fabric of this path that you've been walking on through your transformational journey, what are some other things that ground you and that have gotten you to where you are today? Because that's like such a huge change um I'm gonna answer that but first I'm just gonna backtrack slightly point that you made about you seeing yourself as a higher version of you which when we view that when we view ourselves in that way it suggests that that is outside of ourselves it's something that we have to chase it's a destination to get to right so it's separate from us and so I just want to remind people of that too like the more that you idolize this version of you that you are trying to get to we get stuck in this destination addiction mm-hmm. <laughs> like this journey is so hard and I've got to get to this destination for happiness. And I've been flipping, flipping that script a lot of like, actually the destination is right now, right here with you at 11 or 12, 14 PM in Denver. I'm like, there's nowhere else I'd rather be. This destination right here allows for a better journey for me and others to walk. Mm. Like it's not a journey to get to a destination. It's a destination to allow for a, for a more abundant journey. And just that flop alone has been, transformational and as far as like what is grounding me um I was so I mean I was a chronic disconnect from my brain and my body I lived in my analytical mind 
I lived in fight or flight. My body literally couldn't tell if it was being chased by a cyber tooth tiger or in traffic. It didn't matter. I was living in a sympathetic state all of the time. I was numbing. And then when I wasn't numbing, I was distracting. When I wasn't distracting, I was suppressing. I was living in societal expectations of myself rather than my truth. So I had gone from this entire environment of externally outsourcing myself to one in which I've slowly, very gradually, and with as much intention as possible, brought it back in. Even like speaking from my mind versus my heart. Yeah. Like in this podcast, I have only spoke from my heart and my gut and my intuition. None of it has come from me trying to prove myself or articulate perfectly or like impress you. Like I, it's just, I'm not in the business of it. And I can tell when I go there, I never did before. Right. Like I was a real estate agent and I was real good at sales and talking you into buying the house and negotiating the deal. But now things are so different now that I've connected to my heart and into my body. And I speak from here. It's like undeniable. Who cares what I say? Fuck it. (laughs) I love that. From my heart. So I think the mind body connection has been the big, the biggest connecting into my source energy into my intuition which has always guided me I've just never listened to it and trusting her trusting her to love and be loved to make decisions to to lead to serve and noticing the ego right so like not to get into too many things but grounding is breath work for me it's meditation it's prayer it's it's less it's not the rat race more for the sake of more which is just cancer (laughs) It's not like trying to prove to y'all that I got it together and showing up on Instagram to show out. It's like, here's where I'm at. Walk with me in love, (laughs) in grace, and I'll mess up and you'll mess up. And then we'll we'll repair the rupture and we'll continue. You know, like it's, it's coming back into reality a little bit rather than this like illusion and 3D like matrix that we're in Mm. and and creating space for love and service. (sighs) and other things. Wow. Yeah. I feel you so deeply and I've actually seen you transform before my eyes. Mm-hmm. That that transformation of dropping from your head to your heart and living from that place. And it's not a perfect journey, like you said, like who cares what I say? Maybe we're not saying the quote unquote right or wrong things. Mm-hmm. As long as I always say this in um I said this in my people pleasing training recently as one of like the core teachings was as long as you're speaking with love, your truth from your heart, you cannot go wrong. Mm. You cannot go wrong. You can't because that's the fabric and the tonality and the texture of love. And that's undeniable. It's truth. (laughs) And like how much more, easy and relaxing and freeing is that like a relief like there's no one to impress there's nothing to hide here I am Mm -hmm. and and it's like you said it's like anchoring into this more of like what's real this reality Mm -hmm. and what I've noticed with you and with me as well in the way that we've shifted as coaches and leaders is we're now leading from our hearts no matter what with a desire to serve and that's the most important thing. There's no ulterior motives. Yes, we do want to make money. And there's all of these amazing things that are going to come along the way. But like taking it as a journey, I feel like that's such an important lesson to like letting it be fun, letting it be enjoyable <laughs> and leading from our hearts with the desire to serve. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to live that life? Yeah. And you know, anything that's not love is a lie. Yes. And I think, and I'll be really honest, I I tricked myself for a minute because I was like, oh, I'm a coach, I'm serving, I'm helping heal. And then I did it the masculine way. I was like, so I'm going to tell clients, I'm going to sell to your pain points, and I'm going to let you know what's wrong with you, and I'm going to show you how I can fix you and help you. But like, right? But like, I tricked myself because I was like, no, I'm doing it in the name of service. But I, I, and I thought I was because that's all I had known, and all of a sudden, no one was showing up and, and it was a lie and it didn't feel good. And my whole body started to question everything. And it was like, Oh, I just wasn't acting out of pure love. Mm. And I don't want to 
be in a space where I'm like, come here, you're suffering. Come here, I'll fix you. Like, yeah, yeah what a responsibility that is. Hell no. Yeah. Like, That's I codependency. That. <laughs> yeah, I want to create a space for women. I want to create safety for women. I want to empower the heck out of you to believe that there's nothing outside of you, including me, that you need to be fulfilled and loved and, and served. And, and it's like, that's what this coaching industry needs more of not yes. more of me and you like but it just needs more love it needs yeah. more authenticity it needs more like hey I'm not an expert in money but here's what I found true and I'm walking this path with devotion do you, you want to come with me yes yeah <laughs> not like I can get you five million dollars in 10 seconds if you pay like no it's just it's it's messy it's sloppy it's inauthentic and it and it it's so obvious for me right now more than ever where people are coming from and what their intention is. Yeah. And I can't be anything but authentic. Yeah. Because I won't, it, you can't build from there a shaky foundation, right? Right. And so I love that you said that of like, and if you're not a coach, if you're a nurse, can you show up with love for every client that walks through the door, knowing that they're having their own individual human experience? If you're a janitor, can you, can you sweep the floor with gratitude for the people that, forgot to thank you today for a clean space to come and learn and be educated. If you're a store, you know, whatever you are, if you're a bag or a grocer, can you do it with love? Mm. I bet you could. And if you're like, no, you don't know my job. I'm like, oh, I don't need to know your job. Right. Like it would, it would change drastically if you infuse some love into it. I know it would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know it would. <laughs> yeah. One thing that's coming to me that could be a completely whole different conversation, but I feel like it's necessary to touch on is this, because I noticed that this is what a lot of the women that I serve struggle with is they're like, I am, but I am being so loving and I'm exhausted and I'm resentful and I'm not getting anything in return and I'm giving and giving and giving and giving. But like, how come it's, how come I feel like shit? And that's people pleasing, right? And so I think it's really important in the coaching industry as well. And I've also been in, these shoes and I'm kind of, I'm navigating through this. I'm stepping, walking, leading myself through this is like, yes, it's really important to serve from a place of love, but you are first and foremost, you are your number one. And if you're not taking care of yourself with love and serving yourself first, then you're going to be exhausted and you're going to be resentful. And I'm just, I just want to say, cause I feel like this is so necessary to say in this moment is like, you matter and you get to create that beautiful, unshakable, untouchable relationship with yourself. And it starts with you. And it's so, so important to come from a full cup. It's so, so important to come from that oxygen mask on first. Make sure you're getting taken care of. Make sure your needs are taking, getting taken care of. And when you fill yourself up with so much love, you can give it to everyone else from that place with those strong boundaries. So I needed to say that because that's been a huge theme for me lately. Yeah. Two things that come up for me. (laughs) I said this out loud for the first time the other day because someone says, why do you do what you do? And I thought instead of like thinking about it, I just said what came up first. And I was like, sure, I do this to empower women and permission themselves to be authentic like if I show up real and raw, it gives you some space to show up real and raw. And sure, I do it for the healing and the masses and the impact, but I do it first because I matter too. Mm-hmm. My experience on this life matters and I want it to be the most filled with love, service, like selfishly, which is not selfish at all. I matter and I want my yeah. life to be the best experience. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. The number of times that Melissa has set a healthy boundary around our friendship, <laughs> just simple around like, can't show up today, don't feel good, or like, love you so much, like not in the space, hey, don't, like, whatever, has made me love her so much more, mm-hmm. so much more. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this is good, kind of a joke, but I texted her the other day. I'm like, I love that I can ask you questions like watching my dog without any fear because you're just gonna say no if you don't want to say no like I'm, I'm so glad I don't have to worry about being a burden because you freed me of that because I know you're gonna be true to your your truth yeah thank you like, yeah thank you yeah and even that right like just creating the space like it comes from you first there's nothing selfish about that I'm sure you've heard this you can only love people to the extent in which you love yourself you can only serve and to the extent in which you serve yourself so 
if you're exhausted by serving, it's because you are not serving yourself. Yeah. Oh and there's gosh. an attachment to it. Like you want something in return that you're not feeling in yourself. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing and we love you for it. And permission yourself to go in first, fill from a full cup of love and gratitude. It'll be easy. It'll overflow. It won't be forced. Yeah. I love that point. Yeah. It's very and that's when love really gets to flow. When you're meeting each other from such in relationship with anyone and with anything, when you're meeting each other from a place of genuine authenticity, this is what's real for me, with no ulterior motives. I don't expect anything from you. I'm just showing up and being real. And I expect you to do the same. That's pretty much all I expect. And if you don't, I still love you. <laughs> and I'm going to stay strong over here show up from a genuine place. You get to meet me here. Let's rise together. And like, that's, that's a foundation of so much more authentic, soulful, deep, healthy relationships. And it starts with yourself first, like, like we've been talking about, but I'm so grateful. Like, and this is something that's new to me. Like I'm literally living it and embodying it and then turning around and teaching it moment by moment. And it's a practice. No one's perfect. I still get people pleasing tendencies all the time. There's cause there's this deep, genuine desire to want everyone to be happy around me. There's this deep, genuine care for the well-being of everyone around me, for people to be happy, to thrive. But if I'm neglecting that within myself first, then none of that else is going to matter. It starts with you. The word I describe your love as a lot behind your back and to your face is unconditional. But I think the only way that you love me unconditional is because you have that boundary knowing that my experience doesn't reflect yours. And you can hold me in my experience without it derailing your experience. Yeah, that's been a learned thing. The visual I had when you did this rising is like when the ocean rises, when the water rises, the current moves up. So does every single ship. Yes. Right? So the more loving consciousness you bring into the world, it raises the human vibration. The more you heal your, like you have a responsibility in this lifetime to heal yourself because your unique frequency either brings the consciousness down or brings it up. So no pressure, but like you have a responsibility to your healing, whatever that looks like. It's so important. And when you neglect it, you bring your own consciousness and vibration down but you bring everyone around you down with it exactly. I don't say that to scare you but to empower you go totally. get it totally yeah Earth like you have the choice you mm-hmm. have the free will and I love that uh, that's gonna stick with me forever I love that so much I'm so glad you said that we <laughs> rise together that's literally like one of my taglines of my brand that came to me last year and I was like where the heck is this coming from But it was like, I'm sure it's like so many other people's taglines, but it's together we rise. If Mm -hmm. I rise, everyone else is going to rise around me. And Mm -hmm. so I might as well rise so that in my genuine truth, my authenticity, no hiding, no ulterior motives, no needing anything and expecting anything, just here I am. And then it's like this you're a magnet to that. You're a mm-hmm. magnet to truth Yeah. when you're living in your truth. Yeah. And then everything just gets to be easier. Like I literally yeah. just tell Derek, my husband, how I'm feeling, what's mm-hmm. going on. And there's, it's just, it's so, so much easier. When you're in your truth, you're such a vibrant being. Like things just happen. I feel like the more authentic I am and the more that I'm like, hey, I'm struggling or hey, I'm this and that, like, or gosh, I'm on fire today. People just meet me there. And I can't tell you as I've stepped further and further into like the shedding of what people think of me and more into what God thinks of me. Like I'm not looking right or left. I'm looking up and inward, up and inward. It's like, people are like, I want to gift this to you. Yeah. I feel like you needed this today. Like, it's like, I'm so rich in expression and connection because it's so fucking easy. It's so easy. Like yeah. things are coming, yeah. you know, like I, my lease is up in two months. I don't know what city I'm going to move in. And that would freak me out and cripple me at one point in my life. And today I'm like, this is edgy. Where am I going? Like, this is so cool. Like, I know I'm held by the universe and I know it's going to 
prompt me exactly where I need to be. And if I spend a whole lot of time worrying about it or planning, it's just going to be different anyway. So could I find some exhilaration in this unknown territory, knowing that if I'm in my authenticity and I'm in my purpose and in my passion and I'm in relation with God, fully freaking supported. There's yes. literally nothing like life is rigged in my favor. <laughs> and so it's just, it's a good place to be. And if you're not, if you're not there, hopefully this isn't triggering you. I just want you to know it's so possible for you. We're here for you. Yeah. Yeah. I love you so much, Melissa. I love you too, Brantley. I loved this conversation and this is literally like we could probably talk for five hours about Mm -hmm. life, God. This is a coffee date. This This is literally welcome to our coffee date. (laughs) Yeah. Aside from like anything going on in like our Mm -hmm. love lives or like I mean we talk about money and love all the time and health and yeah, we just if you're listening and this has resonated, you are so supported. And I would love for you, Britley, to share any offerings that you have. I am a coach as well. So I offer one-on-one programs for my clients to come home to themselves, everything we've talked about, and a breathwork facilitator. So I do one-on-one breathwork, lots of group breathworks coming up. So just follow me in my page to get in on those, my number one favorite healing modality ever. Um, and just follow along for the journey, maybe planting a little seed that Melissa and I will do. Yeah. (laughs) We've been talking for a long time. Like we need to collaborate. We need to do something together. We need to do a retreat. So yeah, stay tuned for that. And I'm just so glad that everyone got to taste a little bit of Britley because you just blow me away. And I love, I love these conversations. They're so nourishing. And also, if you're local to Denver, Britley's doing in-person breath work. Um, yeah, I am. Tuesdays and Fridays in March. Tuesdays and Fridays in March, 2023. So go experience her. Her breath work facilitation is so beautiful. And she just really guides you through all of that. And it's I'm so excited for you to experience her. And I'm excited for you, Britley. Oh, well, thank you for sharing. And um, yeah, we'll include all of Britley's information in the show notes, links to everything. Go like look through her Instagram. She has so much amazing content. She also has a podcast called Divine Your Life, um, where I have been interviewed by her on it all about friendship. So if you're interested in learning more about that and just like a deep dive into friendship and how we've cultivated our friendship together, I'll post that link in the show notes too. Anything else that you want to share that's on your heart? No, that's complete. Just stay tuned because I just, I feel so much coming for us. And I know that our hearts are to create space for the more women that can come into it. So to walk this journey with us. Yes. Walk with us. With us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I love you, Brantley. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did go over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so that you never miss a new episode. You are so worthy. I love you so much. And I will see you in the next episode.